So currently, I live in the small, unincorporated town of Salem, Alabama. Now, I've talked about Phoenix City before. Salem is just to the west of Phoenix City. And while Salem is a small, kind of rural area, it wasn't always that way. In fact, back when Salem was first founded in the early 1800s, it grew very, very quickly, and at one point was the 10th largest city in the state of Alabama. Also, at one point, uh, Salem bid to become the seat of Lee County, and they lost that bid. But I'm saying this to say at one point, Salem uh, was a pretty big uh, town. Now, something happened, and historians aren't sure exactly what they know that in the 1850s there was a, a fire that took out a big portion of the town there was also the Civil War shortly after that but for some reason there was a rapid what Wikipedia calls a rapid depopulation of the city and what was left behind was a ghost town Now today there are parts of Salem where there are houses and uh, small subdivisions, even parts of it that are being cleared out and, and developed for more housing. There's one or two gas stations, there's a caution light, but it's still, uh, still pretty scarcely populated compared to some of the, around, the surrounding cities like Phoenix City, Auburn, Opelika. Um, and the area where the ghost town is is still untouched and un undeveloped uh, there's still a dirt road that, that leads out to this ghost town section and not only is it a dirt road but it's a dirt road that is uh, unmanaged so it, it's become such a bad road that you can't get down it unless you've got some big four-wheel drive vehicle vehicle or you're on foot or on bike or, or something like that um, I will say that I've lived in this area all my life and all my life I've heard stories about ghost town and the things that have happened down there and the you know the history of it some true and some obviously you know indulged but I've never been down that road and I've never had a desire really to go down that road uh, because of everything I've heard about it. With an urban legend like this, it's hard to separate fact from fiction sometimes. And I'm going to do my best to give you just what I know to be true or what I've seen and heard often enough that there must be at least some truth to it. So one thing is that at some point, I don't know exactly when this happened, I want to say late 80s, early 90s, but there was a, uh, a body was found back in this area stuffed in a barrel, like a big drum barrel. 
Um, like I said, I, I couldn't find a whole lot of the details about this, but this one is a story that kept popping up as I was trying to do research about this body being found. So, you, you know, I don't know how much of that is true, but there's got to there's got to be some truth to it when you see it that often. I think. The other thing that you hear often is that this is a place where people would go and do, you know, occult type things, uh, sacrifice animals, and uh, you know, perform weird rituals. Um, now, some of that could just be teenagers being stupid. Some of it could actually be, you know, people practicing occult things and, and going down there because they believe it has some type of supernatural energy. Um, one story I heard from a guy who heard from another guy who had been down there was that this guy really was not from this area and he went down there to uh, shoot a gun. He was looking for somewhere new kind of kind of a wooded area where he could shoot a new handgun where there wouldn't be anybody around and he kind of just stumbled upon this dirt road and drove down there and you know found a place to park his car and starts walking through a field and as he's walking through this field he starts noticing kind of around on the ground there's all these little piles of like tiny little like bones like animal bones um, and so that's something too I've heard from people who claim to have been down there at least that you know you you find these little piles of bones where it looks like people have been doing you know weird kind of ritualistic type stuff so I'm sure there's there's some level of truth to that um, even if it's just you know people heard that goes on and then they started doing it you know it's it could kind of be like a self-fulfilling you know thing but uh so that's another thing that you hear about is people going down there and doing these weird occult rituals and uh, not only that but doing drugs and, and other types of things like that in ghost town. Now the history of Salem and some of its inhabitants is pretty strange even without the whole ghost town thing. Uh, so, at the entrance to this ghost town area, what some people call Old Salem, we just call it ghost town, um, at the entrance to that, right across the street from the entrance to, to where you, you enter the dirt road to go down to, to ghost town, there's an old, and I mean very old, abandoned, dilapidated uh, cemetery. And the only thing you can really if, if this big sign wasn't there on the fence, you might not even notice it was a cemetery when you drove by. But there's a big sign on the cemetery that says, Eli Stroud Cemetery. And Eli Stroud was a very interesting guy and had a, a pretty crazy life and had some crazy stuff happen to him even after his death. So, this is the story of Eli Stroud. Eli Stroud was born in 1789 in Jackson County, Georgia, and he wouldn't move to Salem, Alabama until much later in his life. 
At one point, he was a frontiersman, an avid adventurer, and he was made captain, put in command of a small unit, uh, because there were a lot of hostilities between the local uh, Creek Indians and the uh, settlers in the Wilcox County area of Alabama, southwest Alabama. So he was put in charge of this company to uh, to kind of defend or you know to, to just be ready for any hostilities that came up. While he was kind of away uh, taking care of that, he left his wife and infant child with um, a man with the last name Ogley left him with, with his family on his estate just so they could be cared for there. Uh, ironically, while he was away dealing with the hostilities with the local Creek Indians, his uh, family or this estate, this Ogley estate, came under attack by a group of, of hostile Indians and it's what's known as the Ogley Massacre. Um, the pretty much everybody that lived in this house, there was quite a few people there, uh, ended up being killed. Eli Stroud's wife and young child were killed in the attack. And once he came back to find the situation, he went a little bit crazy. And it said that you know he went into the woods for several days, and um, nobody really knew where he was, and he was just kind of lost his mind for a little while. And after a few days, uh, emerged from the woods to to bury his uh, wife and child. So it wasn't until after the death of his second wife that Eli would move to Salem, Alabama and remarry again. Um, he would live out the rest of his life in Salem. He was a prominent member of the community here and had a, a large house which was across the street from where now Eli Stroud Cemetery is. Um, apparently that house burned down a couple of times or had a couple of fires and the, the second one really finished it off uh, but that was after after his death he lived to be 83 years old he didn't die until 1871 now really it was after his death that the legend of Eli Stroud started to grow uh, people would talk about how he was buried with his rifle or you know buried in a, a buckskin suit in the early 1980s, some descendants of Eli Stroud reported that his body and casket were missing from his grave. Someone had robbed the grave, and investigators began to look into this and kind of search the area. They didn't have to search too far. Uh, it was very close by. They found a cast iron casket um, with old human remains in there. Uh, forensic testing was done to determine that it, it was the body of Eli Stroud just based on what they knew about his history of chewing tobacco and the fact that he was buried in a buckskin suit. Um, they determined that it, it was his body and he was uh, buried again and put back you know, in, in the grave there. 
So with all of the history of Eli Stroud himself and the things that have happened after his death, and just the fact that this uh, cemetery is uh, old and neglected and it's right here at the entrance to this, uh, this road that leads to this ghost town area of Salem, you can imagine the stories that are, are out there. Um, really there's a, a couple that you hear most often, uh, you'll hear people that have said, you know, they drove by there at night or their car broke down in that area and they saw a, a tall slim man with a with a buckskin suit and a rifle. The other story that that people tell and I'm not sure where this one comes from, but they say they see a little girl in the cemetery who um, she just keeps asking for Papa. Um, I, don't, I don't know the history of that or if there is any history of that, but those are the two that I you know I read or hear most often um, <clears throat> related to the the Eli Stroud Cemetery. Now, the stories of Ghost Town itself, uh, <laughs> they range from believable to just way out there, crazy, insane. Uh, and I don't even know where to start with those. I won't really get into those today. But uh, So yeah, there's this, um, this weird area here in Salem that is, uh, while the rest of this little town is kind of being built up and... and there's expansion going on and people are kind of sprawling out here from the more urban areas close by. There's this one area here that's just kind of uh, weird and still abandoned and still still in the same shape it was in 100, 150 years ago. not a huge believer in ghosts and hauntings and things like that but I'm fascinated by the history and sort of like the origins of where these urban legends or, or folklore whatever you want to call it where these things come from and uh, I just found it really interesting you know I, I had probably rode past this little cemetery a lot of times in my life and never really thought much about it and uh, I've also heard these tales of, of, you know, ghost town my whole life and never really thought much about the history behind it and the actual people um, behind it and, and, you know, where all of that came from. And, you know, now I'm kind of, kind of fascinated by all of that, that part of it, the historical aspect of it and uh, just kind of separating, you know, what's, what's real from what's not. I will admit this to you, though. There's at least a couple times a week, typically, where I will have to drive past this cemetery. The cemetery is at a, it's, it's right next to a stop sign. So usually when I'm when I go by there, I've got to take a left. I got to go to the stop sign. I got to take a left, and the cemetery is on my right. And um, usually, at least a couple times a week, depending on who I've got to take home after church or whatever, I've got to drive by that cemetery. It's just the quickest way, and even being a grown man, I, you know, there's always this thought in the back of my mind, like, it would be really bad if my car broke down at this stop sign. Um, because uh, while, you know, it is, there's a stop sign, there's two roads there, it's a, uh, there's not a whole lot else out there in that area. Um, 
and you know just that thought goes through your mind I guess like uh, I wouldn't really want to have to hang out here too much that's just me like I said I'm not a big believer in the hauntings and stuff like that but uh, there's definitely a, a creepy vibe when you have to stop right next to the Eli Stroud Cemetery and uh, also there's the road in front of you that leads to ghost town if you drove down it a few miles so uh, yeah I, I try to just uh, get past that part of the drive as quick as I can and uh, and keep going so I'm gonna put some pictures up on the Instagram page at 318 radio if you want to see some pictures of the cemetery these are not my personal pictures these are just ones that I found uh, that I googled and found um, I also tried to google some pictures of the ghost town area and I really couldn't find anything or anything that I was sure was this ghost town I mean there's a million different ghost towns um, so I don't really have any pictures of that but if you want to get an idea of what that looks like I did find a YouTube video Apparently there's some local people around here, like two or three people that consider themselves like paranormal investigators or, or whatever, and, and they made this video of them driving down uh, Ghost Town Road, and it is, it is pretty creepy, it's only about two minutes long, so if you search Salem, Alabama, Ghost Town Road, you'll find that in YouTube, it's like the only one, only video out there. Um, and it does show like this area what what they call altar rock it's like a big granite rock and uh, you can see like in the video there's like bones and stuff laying around like animal carcasses and stuff it's it's pretty weird so uh, you can look at that anyway uh, I'll put those pictures up on the Instagram page here shortly if you want to check out that or you can just google it and look at it that way um, Thanks for listening to this story. I have uh, one more that's more of a personal story. It doesn't have to do with Salem or Ghost Town or any of that, but uh, just something interesting I did on a Halloween night about nine or so years ago. I may post that a little bit later and just kind of make that the theme for the day. Anyway, thanks for listening. Hope you guys have a great day, and be safe out there if you go do any of the, uh, the trick-or-treating stuff. So that's the backstory of Salem, Alabama and Eli Stroud. What else would you like to hear the backstory of? Would you like to hear the backstory of a town near you or your hometown or a certain person that maybe you think no one's heard of? I'm looking for these uh, more obscure towns and, and people that have interesting stories because I think there are a lot of interesting stories out there that uh, no one's ever heard and I would like to tell those. So. Uh, let me know. If you're on the Anchor app, you can contact me through that app. If you're not on the Anchor app, you can send me an email, 318radio at gmail.com. And uh, I'd be happy to research into those things and uh, give you those backstories. Anyway, thank you for listening, and I hope you have a great day.